I go to the mailbox on Saturday. I find a letter from my dad. Not unusual. I open it up. There was a Father's Day gift, which was so thoughtful and so generous. So, wow, that's so nice. Generous. Generous. There was a, um, I sent him a couple weeks ago, a a scratch off lottery ticket, a couple of them, and he won on one of them. So he sent it back to me. So I got to go cash that in. Cute. Short note, wishing me a happy first Father's Day. Nice. And then an envelope that had my mom, it was sealed. And it had my mom's handwriting on the outside of it. And what did it say? Jeffrey's baby teeth. My dad has or had all of my baby teeth sealed in an envelope. My mom obviously did it. And he knew where they were and mailed them to us. Now, my question is, what are we going to do with said teeth? I think I try to sell them to Necklace Lady. No. Well, no, what, no. Else, what else are we going to do with them? I don't know. Put them in the safe in case you get something and you need a. Why can't I ever remember this term? The stem Stem cells. Yeah. I don't think that's a thing. Is it? You can get. uh, Are you sure? Yeah. But couldn't you get them from your regular teeth? That you have in your head now. I don't think I. I know that the cord blood thing, you know, if you save the. the, No, a bunch of people message me like. Yeah. Hmm. So I don't know, like in case you ever get really sick or something. Do you want me to have them made into a necklace that you could wear? No. Mm. Okay. That's gross. Well, now. Did you look at the teeth? No, I haven't opened the envelope. I don't know that I ever will. Well, you have to. I don't. No, I don't have to. Is it gross? Yeah. It's just their old teeth. Yeah. So. Quite old. Yeah. Like 40 years old. Yes. More than that. Their teeth that are over 40 years old. (laughs) In an envelope on my desk with my mom's handwriting sealed. So thank you, Dad, for that surprise. There's a, a, a everything that you sent in that envelope was a terrific surprise. You know so what's you know what's you. funny <laughs> about your parents is what? they their house is very clean. Like yeah. you wouldn't walk in their house and think, oh, these people save everything. Right. But they have so much stuff that they save. Like, where is it all? Well, if you. Like, where has your dad been keeping that for 40 years? Because it's not like he display, like it's not out. Right. If you had, my dad has done an amazing job with our attic. So you got to see it when we were up there in in January or February, whenever we we went up. December. December. Well, December, but then we went back. Oh. Do we go back? Oh, we yeah, went maybe. twice in December because we went know. for the funeral and then we went. Right. We came back for but Christmas. Remember, you went up and you saw the the attic. Yeah. And you and you saw some of the stuff. That attic used to be just full. So I think for the past couple of years, my dad has been going up whenever he has a couple free hours on a weekend or whatever, and he just goes through stuff and he's getting rid of a lot of stuff. He's sending stuff to to people you know who might want it. He's donating things. He's throwing stuff out. So that attic was very different if you had been mm, at our house. Like 10 years 10 ago. 10 years ago. That would have been Got very it. different. I understand. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful 
for the dinner that Callie and I had at a restaurant on Friday night that was outside and we felt totally safe. Yes, mostly because no one else was there. Yeah, it was. Or we wouldn't have done it. <laughs> right. We went to a restaurant that had, um, you could get food to go, but they also had picnic tables set up. If you're in the Atlanta area, it's called Revival and Communion. It's in Decatur. And we said, if there's a lot of people there, we'll just get the food and come home and eat it. If there's not, we will stay. Well, we got there kind of late and there was only one other table in the whole, there's probably We got 10. there like 15 minutes before they stopped serving, unbeknownst yeah. to us. And then, so there was like no one there. So we had a nice little like outdoor picnic and yeah. Which is so weird because we sat there and we ate and we're like, this is the first time we've been in a restaurant Three since, since March. Yeah. Crazy. So odd. But anyways, I was grateful for that experience because uh, it was it was fun and unexpected and spontaneous. And it was the date night. It was eight years to the day when Callie and I met. Yay. My name is Callie Dollar and I am grateful for not owning our house. <laughs> yeah. Our basement had some flooding this weekend yeah. and Jeff and I both looked at each other and we were like, let's call the landlord. And that is the greatest sentence of all time, man. Cause we don't have to pay for it. We don't have to handle it. I just went down there to, uh, cause we had to move some boxes out of the way. And first of all, I'm grateful for plastic tubs because most of the stuff we own is in plastic tubs. So none of it got damaged. Yeah. And it's like our family, like our really personal, awesome family stuff. So yeah, thank God they were in plastic tubs. Um, but I, I, uh, my fear is this is going to be a bigger problem than he thinks it is. And yeah. I feel really badly. It's going to be a project, I think. Yeah. So but no, I mean, not our know. project. Not our project. Yay. And not coming out of our bank account. Yay. Yay. Double yay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's talk about this right at the top. Uh, yesterday was Father's Day and I ruined Callie's gift. And I feel terrible. And I've apologized so many times that she's told me to stop apologizing. So tell us what happened. Callie found a company that all they do are ultrasounds. On, on pregnant women, but non-medical. So you can go in and you can get like a 3D ultrasound, a 4D. I don't even know which one you got. Is ours 3D or 4D? I don't know. It might be the same thing. Okay. So there's a 3D, there's a 4D, there's a this, there's that. All these things you can go in and you can have an ultrasound. And Callie got it for me as a Father's Day gift because I can't go to any of her doctor's appointments. And he's been feeling super left out and yeah. he wanted to be included. And so I found that and thought, great first Father's Day gift for Jeff. And so we go in and, and you fill out the form and you pay for it. It was, and by the way, the whole reason that I told you ahead of time at what you were getting, what we were doing on Saturday is because I expected you to poke holes in it. Cause that's what you do and like over research it and overanalyze it and do the whole thing. So that's why I told you days ahead of time. I was immediately excited and I did not poke holes in it. I did not think anything about it. Uh, I just went in and we fill out this little piece of paper you have questionnaire or whatever, and then Callie paid for it. And then you'd go in the room and they come in and they do an ultrasound, which I got to be there for. And he, it's on a big screen. You get to listen to the heartbeat through subwoofers. Yeah. It's crazy. It's great. Here's the problem. I was not prepared for what I was going to see. 
and they they open up the thing by basically saying we're not this is non-medical you have to sign something this is not medical we're not we, there's nothing medical about this right so i had that in my head and then i saw the baby our baby our daughter and in my head she didn't look right uh, well, and here's the thing that I should have thought about that I didn't really think about is Jeff already his baseline for anything that is related to medical, whether it's stubbing your toe, taking out a splinter or seeing an ultrasound, he, his base level is fear. So he doesn't he already anything that has to do with like bodies, illness he, he's just not the best at that. Like he's kind of scared of it. So that's the baseline of what I have that I should have thought about. I stubbed my going toe. Into this. I stubbed my toe so bad that like the toenail cracks. I'm, I am at this point convinced that I will get sepsis and they will have to amputate my foot. He's not kidding. He's a hypochondriac and he, he gets very stressed. I'm not a hypochondriac. Like I don't spend every day <laughs> thinking that I'm sick or that I'm going to get sick. What I do is when I do not feel well, I, I never err on the side of, oh, I'm sure it'll be fine. It's always... Oh, it's never like, oh yeah, I have a little bit of runny nose. It's like, I definitely have coronavirus. I'm probably going to die. We should get life insurance. Right. Like it's, yeah. Anyways, so the baseline is fear already, which I didn't think about. And so, and then in, in this room, they have all these pictures of babies, ultrasound pictures of babies, like lining the wall, but they're all taken at like 24 weeks. 28 30, weeks, 30. Yeah. We're at 17. So this thing looks like a tiny little alien. And I'm convinced that the skull and the head has not formed right. And now that seeds planted in my brain. So what I want to do is ask the technician. I want to say to her, Hey, is this, is this how it's supposed to look? But my fear is then she'll respond with, well, I can't answer that because this is just to show you, I can't answer, I can't make any things. And then in my head, I would translate that to, yes, something's wrong, but I'm not going to be the one to tell you because I'm not your doctor type of thing. So I'm playing this scenario over and over and over in my head. And to the point, we're only in there for 20 minutes. Not even. They take a dozen pictures that we're allowed to, to, to bring home. They uh, print out four of the pictures for us that we're allowed to leave there with. The minute we get in the car, we're driving out. Callie goes, wasn't that the most amazing thing? And then- Because like I was crying. I was like rubbing Jeff's shoulder. I thought we were having a moment, but we were both wearing masks. So I can't really tell what the look on his face is. But like, I thought that we were having one of those key relationship amazing moments. And then we get in the car and I was like, Oh my God, are you so happy? And he goes, text your doctor friend. Yeah. And I was like, why? He goes, you need to text your doctor friend right now and send her the picture and ask her what's wrong with our baby. And I was like, uh, what? I was so, I was convinced. So Callie's like, I am not. And then I'm like, well, when, when is your medical ultrasound? She's like, it's in 10 days. I'm like, okay, good. It's close. And she's like, are you okay? And I go, I just don't, it just didn't look right. So we, as I'm driving, at every red light for the next 10 minutes, Callie shows me, she Googles 
17 week ultrasound because his face had the look he had the look of terror on his face and he was like almost sweating he was kind of shaking i thought he was having a full-blown panic attack i was close and so she googles 17 week ultrasound and then shows me at every red light like five different pictures of babies taken at 17 and every single one of them had looks exactly like ours Right. Like, like, I'm like, Jeff, she's so little. She's 17 weeks. Like, she's still developing. And part of the development process is your baby doesn't just start as a human and then just get bigger. Right. Like, first, they don't have arms. And then there's arms. And then there's little fingers. And then, you know what I mean? It's like, it like doesn't the, all it, just happen. It, like, it's not just a centimeter thing that's fully developed. And then it grows. Like, you know, well, I didn't know that. I <laughs> what I assumed is it's like the little dinosaurs that you put in water. Yeah, no, it's you just, not like that. You put the little capsule in water, <laughs> and then the dinosaur just grow, gets bigger, and but it, it starts looks the same the whole time. It just gets bigger. Dino- well, I yeah, and so, but the I, logic had left me because anxiety had moved in. So I was so convinced. So at every red light, she's showing me like five more pictures. So my anxiety level goes down, and it goes down. And it goes down. So finally, after looking at like two dozen other alien head babies, I'm like, okay, our alien head baby's fine. <laughs> it just wasn't. And then I felt terrible because I felt like I ruined your really creative and cool Father's Day thing. Well, we definitely did not have a moment, an emotional bonding moment, seeing her a daughter for That's the first time. That's not true. There are two things that I think that we took out of that that I will never forget. One is seeing her at one point, like her little arms were floating around and whether she did it or it just floated that way. But at one point it looked like she was almost sucking her thumb. Yeah, it was really like, cute. Like her arm floated up. So I don't know if, if that was just the, the angle and the floating or whatever, but it looked like she raised her arm to her, like something you would see in a commercial type of thing. And I was like, Oh, that's neat. And then when we were having the pictures printed out one of the pictures and we both noticed it looked a lot like my mom. It was really weird. Like I saw it on the big screen and thought, Oh my God, that looks like Jeff's mom. And then I'm like, Hallie, it's a fetus like it does not look like Je- or whatever it is but I was like it that does not look like Jeff's mom like you're it's being, a tiny it's a tiny little s- alien baby whose uh head Jeff thinks is misshapen yeah no it like so I was like you're being crazy and then when we went to get the pictures printed out we were choosing them and looking at them close up Jeff was like god that really looks like my mom and I was like oh my god I thought it looked like your mom too and then when we left we sent it to Jeff's dad and he's like oh my god that definitely looks like Donna so that was weird yeah that was um so there are cool things that came out of it like I don't like it wasn't a total bust. My recommendation, because uh, I think it's a really great gift idea. Two recommendations. If you are pregnant during this quarantine time and dad feels like he's missing out on stuff by not being able to go to the doctor's appointments, there's a company called Baby Beat that rents the heart monitor things. And you can, and they're really easy to use and you can rent a heart monitor for the entire pregnancy or for a couple months of the pregnancy. And then dad can listen to the heartbeat at at home whenever he wants. And then, um, I really do think that this ultrasound experience is really, really great. My advice to you is when you give it to your husband or give it to your man, Google the images similar to the week. So like we're 17 weeks in, right? Or 18, we're 17. 17. So I should have Googled 
ultrasound 16, 17, 18 weeks, and then looked at those pictures. So I would have known what to expect when I saw them because I went in the only point of reference I had were the pictures that were on the wall in the building and other ultrasounds that I have seen that are taken up much later. So when I looked at it much earlier, it just didn't sit right with me. So that would be my piece of advice. But I think I, I, I are you I, upset that we did it? Not upset at all. After the fact, I am upset that I didn't troubleshoot it before going in, mm-hmm. but it was, it honestly wasn't even something on my radar. But I think it was a great gift. And then after, so we did that. That was Saturday morning. And when once Callie talked me off the ledge and ended my panic attack, we went to um, a store called Bye Bye Baby, which I believe is spelled B-U-I-B-U-I. Yeah, it's um, Bed Bath & Beyond. It looks exactly like the inside of a Bed Bath & Beyond, but it's only for baby stuff. And they're not even trying to hide the fact that you're going to go there and spend an obscene amount of money. It's right. called buy, buy, baby, not buy, buy, like see you later, like right. purchase, purchase baby stuff. It should be buy, B-Y-E, like B-Y, B-Y-E, baby, like yeah. say goodbye to your money. Yes, it, that's what it is. Buy, buy wallet, baby. Uh, so we go in there. Uh, it's so I would imagine it would be like being a tourist in Korea because I don't speak Korean. I don't know anything really about Korean, but there's just signs all over the place and you got to figure out what they are. I didn't know what 90% of that stuff was <laughs> like, and I think you have a better handle of it on it than I do. A little bit, not great, but probably a little more than you do. Excuse me. I just couldn't. There was just stuff that I just didn't even know were things that needed to be things. Like what? Uh, like some of those play set thing or not play sets, like the cages where you put the kid. The uh, pack and play? Yes. Those don't look like the pack and plays when I was a kid. Like these have things that sit on top and like, like there's like a little bassinet thing on top. And then there's strollers that have bassinets that then convert into strollers for two kids. There was a stroller there that cost more than my first car. There was a stroller there with headlights. Jeff's like, we should get the $29 one. Yeah. Why not? The woman at the store was sell was talking to prospective um, buyers about strollers, the way that like you could have put her in a car dealership and the language would not have sounded different at all. Yeah, she was talking about like shocks yeah. and like suspension uh-huh. and, and all-terrain tires and stuff. And I posted a picture of, of one of them, one of the more expensive ones on my Instagram and was blown away at the number of people who responded and said, worth every penny. Get the best stroller you can afford because you will not regret it because uh, apparently like folding them up, using them like it's you use it so much and take it apart and put it together and do so many different things with it that. It's like what a computer would be like to you. Yes. Like a new computer, like computers are not cheap. They're expensive. Right. We use it every day. We use it for work. There's no chance of us not using it or putting it in a closet and never using it again. Like it's going to be used. So you might as well 
invest in something that's going to last you a while. I posted that. Yeah. Like I posted that picture and people were like, I got that one. It's so great. I got another one in that series. Then the other thing that blew me away were the baby monitors. Well, and Jeff had like a little, I turned around and Jeff was like holding court with some other dads who were giving Jeff dad advice. Oh yeah. About like what, what type of Wi-Fi network you want and, and don't have it just be on your phone and all that. Like it was great. It was good guy binding around the gadgets, but I like, I honestly, before I looked at them thought that it was just a little camera that points at the crib with like a sp- microphone so you could hear whatever. There was a baby monitor there that includes a sock that you can put on the baby that measures their temperature and pulse. Yeah. Welcome to 2020. Like what? It's crazy. And it, and oh and also I think it had infrared. So if the baby was sleeping in complete darkness, it would you could still see it or something. Yeah. It was it was that was like 500 bucks for the baby monitor. In my like I I don't know. I don't think we need a $500 baby monitor, but. Yeah. Well, if we get a $2,000 stroller. Well, it's not $2,000. If we get a $1,000 stroller and a $500 baby monitor, we could maybe somehow rig the two of them together and create like a Tesla stroller where it could drive. This is what Jeff thinks about. He also thinks about, I bet I could get, I bet I could put that sock on Lily. <laughs> and measure her. Tell me you didn't think about that with the dogs. I didn't, but I did try to put that jean jacket on that your friend sent us. Yeah. It he's trying to dress it up. It didn't the fit the beagle. So, anyways, that was our Father's Day shenanigans. Wanna say thank you so much to the podcast partners who whose advertising on the show make it possible. Thank you guys so much. One of my girlfriends had a baby about six months ago, and she sent me a message this weekend and said, oh my gosh, Callie, you have got to order a Kiwi Co. crate for the baby. So we've talked about Kiwi crates a little bit on here, but we haven't talked about the age range really a whole lot, but they have boxes that can be shipped to your house for babies. So we talked about my friend a couple weeks ago who has an eight-year-old. We sent her a KiwiCo great that she loved and she loved building the projects with her dad and it was a whole family thing. And it took up some time, you know, if you're looking for ways to entertain your kids. But my girlfriend ordered one of the um, panda crates, which is like for ages zero to two. And she loved it. She's like, Callie, you have got to get this for the baby. Your child can get super cool hands on science and art projects delivered to their door every month. One, what kid doesn't love to get mail? That is so exciting. KiwiCo is redefining play with hands-on projects that build confidence, creativity, and critical thinking skills. There's something for every kid or kid at heart at KiwiCo. Get 30% off your first month on select crates at kiwico.com slash upside. That is K-I-W-I-C-O dot com slash upside. Mint Mobile has a brand new approach to wireless. It's a thing of the future. My Mint Mobile phone took me less than 10 minutes to activate. I got the welcome package in the mail and I was talking on my phone inside of 10 minutes. It makes it so easy to cut your wireless bill down to just 15 bucks a month. Here's the deal. All these big wireless companies have fancy stores. They look so modern and so futuristic. But the reality is, when do you go in there? When you need to get a new phone every couple of years, maybe. 
the truth is everything that you need to do is easier to do online or over the phone anyways. And Mint Mobile has done away with those big fancy stores and the savings comes to you. Mint Mobile, you're going to stop paying for unlimited data you'll never use. You just choose between plans with three, eight or 12 gigabytes of 4G LTE data per month. Use your own phone so you're not going to be pressured into overpaying for a phone and you ditch your old wireless bill and the overhead that comes with that bill that you don't even need and get a new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash upside. That's mintmobile.com slash upside. Cut your wireless bill to $15 a month at mintmobile.com slash upside. Three things we are all trying to do right now, right? One, eat a little healthier, eat healthier food that is, food without all the junk in it. Number two, help other people do give, find some way to give back. Number three, make life easier. Can I get an amen on that one? Well, Thrive Market is here to help you. You can get groceries delivered to your door for a lot less than you're paying now and help out families in need. Did I mention that they're high quality and organic non-GMO groceries? Yes. I love it. We've been ordering from Thrive Market and I am in super snack mode right now. So we've been getting some of our favorite snacks delivered to our door. It's kind of a problem. Um, I bought some toffee and sea salt chocolate bars that are to die for. We've also been eating wisps, which are like just basically baked cheese in a little crunchy snack. Oh my gosh. So good. You're welcome for that one. Try Thrive Market and become a member risk-free. Go to thrivemarket.com slash upside. Join today and you'll get up to $20 in shopping credit towards your first order. That's T-H-R-I-V-E-M-A-R-K-E-T dot com slash upside to try Thrive Market now. All right, here are my three random things for today. Number one, if the pandemic is making you feel stressed, especially if you're doing some sort of isolation, one way to reduce the stress is have periods of complete silence. Do what you can to get rid of noise in your life. The more noisy a home is, the more anxious and stressed its inhabitants feel. So uh, if you can convince everybody in your house to have a 30-minute period with no TV, no music, no loud toys, no no uh, yelling, just normal speaking you, voice. You know what's amazing that I would love to figure out how to do with our kid? And I'm going to have to figure out how my friend does this. But one of my girlfriends, she lives in Denver, and she has a she started this, I think, when he was like two maybe a little younger than two. And I think he's three now. Um, but every night before he goes to bed, they have to, he has to sit on the ground. Like his parents sit with him and they have to be quiet for 30 seconds. Like, which is a long time for a two year old is what uh -huh. they started out, but 30 seconds. And he has to close his eyes and sit kind of like a little mini meditation. That's cool. And they started doing that with him when he was super, super young. And so now he'll sit there in silence for like right before he goes to bed. Um, I want to do that with our kid because I think it's a really cool way to like calm down. And they also, I think, get him to do that when he's like upset about something. Right. Could like self-soothing is the wrong word, but you know what I mean? Uh -huh. you know, knowing how to like stop. Yep. Breathe. Yep. Everything's fine. I like that a lot. Isn't that cool? Yeah. I love that. I'm totally on board with that. Uh, the, um, the world is a different place right now, and that includes gamblers. Uh, so an offshore sports book without any sports to bet on has decided to post odds on the migratory pa patterns of nine geotagged great white 
white sharks. So if you're a gambler feeling the need to bet on something, you can go to this website, mybookie.com, and you can place bets on uh, the migration patterns of these individual sharks. Which one gets to where it's going first? Which one takes hmm. the longest route? All of that stuff. You're betting real money and you could win real money. That sounds like a fun game for a marine biologist who also loves to gamble. <laughs> yeah, that's a target <laughs> audience right there. Um, for example, uh, there's four to one odds on a shark named Unamaki being the first that's shark cool name. to emit a pin after June 18th. And then you can also bet on the days that he emits pins, et cetera, et cetera. Hmm. So mybookie.com. And my third of my three random things is uh, Americans are actually 54% of Americans feel optimistic about the second half of the year 2020. Um, they polled 18,000 U.S. adults. Um, only a third said they're feeling pessimistic about the second half of the year, which leads me to a thought that we should do, something that we should do. On the last day of June, we should have a New Year's Eve party and a countdown to the second half of 2020. Yes. Remember all last year, everybody was all like, 2020 is going to be the best year ever. 2020. Do you feel optimistic or pessimistic about I am, I am choosing optimism. You know, what's funny is I am living so much in the moment that I am not even thinking about the end of the year other than like giving birth because that's how, like, I'm just worried about surviving today. Right. And then tomorrow I'm going to survive tomorrow. And then the next day I'm going to survive the next day. And then, you know, before you know it, it'll be (laughs) December 31st and Whatever. I think when all of this is over, we should have an upside party. Yes. Whenever it's over, like two months after it's over and everything has died down, no matter when it is, could be 2022, whatever. Okay. Don't say that. As a start to like when it's safe for all of us to gather. Yep. As a let's toast to surviving that and starting over. Yes. I think I'm choosing optimism because I hope that, um, I hope that we are living through um, a historical change, um, societal change when it comes to um, race relations and treating everybody equally. I hope that we are, I believe that we are living through a time where we are going to be forced to embrace compassion and understanding just because everybody is so at odds with everybody else right now that I think eventually that that tension is going to to break and when that does a flood of compassion and empathy and kindness is going to come through and it'll be awesome and it'll be awesome and i'm going to choose and hope that that is going to happen and then obviously why can't i why why wouldn't i be optimistic because um we have the baby girl on the way and that's going to happen in the second half of 2020 so those are the three random things for today Last week, we had a gratitude challenge. And before we move on to this week's gratitude challenge, I want to say that tomorrow on the show, I want us to talk about last week's challenge because I think that we should do that and reflect on what the challenge has meant to us over the past week. Okay. So I think every week, instead of just issuing a gratitude challenge, we talk about what our challenge was, like how we checked it off. Okay. So we 
you know, just yeah. to give like examples or like, you know, whatever. Yeah. So we'll do that tomorrow. Cause last week's was, um, finding gratitude for your dad or finding gratitude for having a crappy dad. Right. Um, so we'll do that tomorrow. Um, but the gratitude challenge I wanted to issue for this week is to think about one of the most difficult or challenging times in your life. And this is probably going to take a full week for a lot of people, maybe longer. Think about what you're grateful for out of that experience. Out of the most difficult experience of your life. So yeah. what would you say the most challenging thing in your life has been? Um, my most challenging childhood thing would be my mom's illness. My most challenging adult thing would probably be my divorce or my last job. And I think you've done a pretty good job of finding the gratitude, but what we'll do next week is we'll take a week, think about it, marinate on it, and then find, talk about the gratitude that we found out of the hardest things we've ever dealt with. And those things all to me that I, that I named, um, are actually all good memories for me, despite being very trying and challenging times, mm -hmm. because I have found the blessings that came from each one of those, which is why this is such a good challenge. Because once you can find that and own it, it changes your memory of it. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, Cause I bet like when you were going through your divorce, you never thought that you would be find gratitude in what you were going through. No, at that it was moment. miserable. Like even the stuff at the, at, at like the, you were never like in five years. Yeah. This I, is, I'm going to be so glad that I was heartbroken and fighting with my ex-wife and it was horrible. Right. And same thing with, with the job situation. And then, you know, I was so young when, when my mom was sick and having to go through all of that, that, uh, I don't even know if I processed it properly, but in retrospect, um, while I wish it had never happened, it did happen. And I'm able to find blessings in that and stuff that I learned about myself and learned about my dad and about my mom and that, yeah. all that. And it does, it changes the memory of the negative experience. So this, I love this gratitude challenge. Yay. So there's a gratitude challenge for the week. We'll talk about it again next Monday and share kind of what we came up with for the week. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Please make sure you've subscribed so you never miss an episode of The Upside. I took my contact out earlier today because they were just bugging me. You know, you have those days if you uh -huh. were in contacts where they just bug you. Um, so I, I was irritated, took it out, and I realized when I took out one of the eyes that only half of the contact came out. So That's there was like a little sliver missing. You've done that before, right? Where there's like a little piece missing or something. Actually has never happened to me. Really? It happens to me all the time. Yeah, I th it's happened to you enough now that I've had to help you with it that I think you should look at a different brand of contacts. Well, the only reason that I don't is because <laughs> this is such a weird reason to have this brand of contacts, but um, I have a slight astigmatism, so I have a contact for that. And there's um, a brand, like I went through a couple of brands, but the problem is, is when I'm driving to work in the middle of the night, I was seeing a ring around all of the lights and it was so distracting to drive with. So this is the first contact for astigmatism that I've been able to find that has that left me being able to see when I drive to work in the middle of the night. Got it. Which is kind of important. Yeah, you know? I would say so, yeah. <laughs> um, so anyways, these contacts tear so easily. And, um, but I was thinking like, 
what happens to the contact that you never get out of your eye? I don't think that's possible. I think well, you have the to- internet says it's not possible, and I think they're wrong. It no, because you no. So what happens to it if I didn't pull your- it out? Like if there's a little sliver of a contact in my eye, like it physically, physically from what I read about, cause I went down a rabbit hole with this. Uh-huh. Are you squinting? Cause I'm making your eyes hurt. No, I'm blinking. <laughs> like if I had this, the thing in there, how I would try to get it out. But if there's a little, if it's just a little tiny piece. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to, I don't ever find it in there. I just assume that either it's lost in my eyeball forever and somehow disintegrates or that it falls out by itself. Like when I'm sleeping or something, it just comes out and then it's. Yeah, I think it falls out by itself and it's so small you won't notice it. But um, there was a story years, not too long ago, of a woman who had years worth of contacts in her eye. I remember that, that's disgusting. Yeah, so. If I couldn't find three contacts in a row in like the same (laughs) week, like I would be making an appointment with my eye doctor yeah. To be like, can you look at this? Like, I don't feel like this is right. Plus, right. can't you feel it? I guess not. My comment is about the shopping cart and being a mom. So there's two things you can do. One is you can park right next to the shopping cart return, and then it's really easy to return your cart um, with your kid in the car if you're, like, right next to it. The other thing that's pretty awesome is when somebody sees you kind of struggling, they're like, oh, let me get that for you. I love that. Please, anybody, if you see a mom struggling with her cart, uh, just grab it for her. It, it literally takes 30 seconds out of your day. And if I don't have my kid with me and I see an old person or a mom struggling, I for sure am like, let me get that cart for you. Bye. I want you to be the best version of you that you can be. And I've struggled with anxiety. I know it's like what it's like when you can't focus on being you and how frustrating that is. Well, maybe a few minutes with a therapist could set you on a path to rediscover yourself. BetterHelp makes that super easy. You can connect with a therapist from the comfort of your own home on your schedule. You can do a phone call. You can do a video chat. You can do text messaging, whatever works for you. And it was going to find out Therapy is going to find out what is interfering with your happiness, what is interfering with you becoming your authentic self. Everything you share with a BetterHelp counselor is completely confidential. It's so convenient. It's absolutely professional and it's affordable. Start living a happier, healthier life today. You can get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash upside. Over 800,000 people have taken charge of their mental health. BetterHelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash upside. Hey, Callie and Jeff. This is Marina. I'm calling about two different things. I had to pull over and say about the resting bee face. Males do have it because I'm married to one. And I think it's genetic because my 19-year-old has it too. Very intimidating to some people, but they're really not that bad. And the second thing was about teeth, and I know you've gotten a lot of messages about teeth. I used to teach, and we would have children lose their baby teeth, and when we would collect them from the Ziploc, of course, for the tooth fairy to come, sometimes we heard that the tooth fairy likes to keep them because they do stem research with baby teeth. So that was another thing that I was thinking, maybe somebody wanted to do some stem research. 
I don't know. But anyways, I'm so happy for y'all. Look forward to Half Dollar coming pretty soon, and I hope y'all have a great day. Thanks. Bye. Hey, guys. I just wanted to call and talk about the shopping cart. So I have three kids now, and before I would take two of them to the store or one of them, and you'd be surprised how many people actually do take the cart away from you and, like, help you out. But now with coronavirus, I can definitely say that nobody will take the cart from you. But, yeah, people are good. There are good people out there with their shopping carts. Thanks, y'all. Have a great day. Hey, Kelly and Jeff, Elaine from Fort Worth, Texas. Just calling to weigh in on the uh, speed of the podcast. I listen to all – sorry about the motorcycle. I listen to all of my podcasts at 1.5, and to me that seems like a normal rate. Uh, one, all the, they all sound slow. So it doesn't matter whether it's your podcast or Crime Junkie or whatever I'm listening to. I'm always at 1.5. Just thought I'd let you know. Bye. Hey, Callie and Jeff. Just calling to let you guys know that you do not sound too slow. You sound just right. I listen to you every single day and have never had to bump you up to 1.5. Love you guys. Bye. Hey, hi, Monica. Um, so I'm sitting here listening to um, so a couple of days ago, teeth, teeth jewelry. And I Googled jewelry made from teeth and ew. Ew, ew, ew. Um, should not have done that. Uh, but there's an Etsy shop on here that says teeth uh, jewelry and um, totally grossed out. And I'm not going any further. So yuck. But um, people do this. Ew. Okay. Love you guys. Bye. Hey, Callie and Jeff. It's Jessica. I am listening um, about where Callie said she can't eat red meat anymore. Um, when I was pregnant with my twins, it didn't happen to me like, I can't remember how many weeks she is, but it happened to me from the beginning to about 20, 25 weeks. I could not eat chicken. I could not smell chicken. I did not want to look at chicken. I would throw up. Um, but then it went away, and now I eat chicken again. So um, maybe it's just a thing, and it'll go away either later on in the pregnancy or after the baby gets here. There are not four or five different races. There's only one race on the face of the earth, the human race. You're not born a bigot. You have to learn to be a bigot. Anything you learn, you can unlearn. It's time to unlearn our bigotry. Pigmentation in your skin has nothing to do with intelligence or with your worth as a human being. It's time to get over this thing, and we best get over it pretty soon.